Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au.
3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Australian Eastern Standard Time, thanks for your company. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations and we pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people from any land that you're on and for that matter any First Nations people all over the planet. And we acknowledge that on this continent and surrounding islands that uh, all the lands were stolen and never ceded and that reconciliation is very much an ongoing process in which we all need to play a part. I'm Sally Goldner. I use the pronoun she, her. I'm your host for Out of the Pan, um, where the name comes from pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the marine news, as they do every Sunday morning from 11.30 till noon. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show today. It's, um, in those immortal words, a packed program. So if you want to get in touch, out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. SMS 61456751215. Tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And look for posts on Facebook on my page, Sally Goldner AM and Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. Any opinions I express on the show are my own. Don't think we'll have any content warnings today, um, but um, always remember that um, Q Life, including Switchboard, is there on 1800 184 527. And uh, on the show today, we'll have um, Talking First Nations, another um, episode from the, the team from Pacific X. I'll be chatting about the late, great Nanette McGregor, whose memorial service was yesterday down at the Pride Centre, but not wasting any time. Um, two weeks and around a day ago, we had a federal election, and um, we've got to get cracking on some LGBTIQA plus reforms to have a chat about that with me in her first official engagement as Assistant Minister for um, Healthcare and Aged Care um, is the member for Cooper in Melbourne's northern suburbs, Jed County. Jed, welcome to Out of the Pan. Thank you, Sally, and what an honour it is to do my first interview with you on this fabulous show. Thank, Thank you for having me. A, a great pleasure, and um, yes, we <clears throat> we wanted, wanted to make you feel at home, and as a former ACTU president, we opened up with Billy <laughs> Bragg, The Power of a Union. I love that. That was great. Thank you. We, we um, Some nice, soothing, relaxing music to get into it and get into that spirit yep. of union cooperation, which we need, but um, I know your time is short today. You're... If I can be a little, okay. t- little tongue in cheek, you're you know still sort of getting the photocopier codes to that Canberra office <laughs> and all that sort of thing that you need. Absolutely, um, that's not tongue in cheek. That is actually factual. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. In, in intuitive community radio listeners of all genders. <laughs> um, but um, first of all, I mean, just um, wanted to talk to you. I mean, um, go back to about seven p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time uh, on the twenty-first of May, twenty twenty-two. After what might be described as the shock, disappointment and other feeling words of the 2019 result. Just quickly run us through your feelings as things began to evolve on election night 2022. Yeah, well, you know, we weren't taking anything for granted and we knew that it was going to be a close election. And, if you know, probably not everybody did notice, but I was watching the numbers as they came in from the very first counting booths that were being counted and, you know, we didn't do quite so well in Tasmania as we would have liked to, and those were the first booths that came in, and I had a sick feeling in my stomach, Sally, I can tell you. I thought, oh, no. 
But then, you know, shortly after that, half an hour or so after that, it's, we started to realise that we were really in the race. And um, when those uh, those seats started piling up on the little red line, kept growing over <laughs> that little blue line on the telly, uh, we started to realise that we were, you know, we just might form government. And there was a real buzz and excitement and we were having a little bit of a gathering in, in the electorate at the bar in the electorate and it started to fill up with people when it looked like Labor was going to win the election. And um, I must say, when we did get to that 76, it was, oh, my goodness, I can't tell you the feeling. It was just wonderful. Well, well that was a bit later on, of course, but 75, it looked like we'd get to 76 and 77. And when Anthony finally stood up and made his speech, I've got to say there was a little tear in my eye. Um, I didn't quite realise the relief that flooded me, that, that, that sense of... Thank goodness we can say goodbye to the Morrison government and we can actually start getting some really fabulous things done in this country. It was overwhelming. I, I started to cry. <laughs> I couldn't help it. And uh, not the least of which is the area of health. And we know that your community is an area that's particularly vulnerable and needs really special attention. And I can't wait to work with the community on, on some really great initiatives. Well, yeah, that gets us right into the um, the point of it all. And look, just got to say, share your feelings um, <clears throat> on the night. First, no LNP majority, thank heavens. And then, okay, no minority. And I mean, you know, it's not rocket science to, to say that, um, you know, the desired results from a LGBTIQA plus, including trans point of view, were, you know, pretty mm-hmm. clear cut. And you've, you know, you've now touched on that. It's been a horrible nine years and now we've sort of moved out of negative gear to seems like to neutral at the moment and we want to get into drive and accelerate safely and environmentally cleanly so to speak on lgbtiqa plus issues including trans and trans health and there's yeah. a, quite a few dimensions to that and we've only got a short time today so i want to set an overview um you yeah. know one thing that is vitally needed it's been at the top of the federal trans specific wish list for some time is inclusion of trans health coverage under medicare particularly but not only limited to surgeries how quickly can we get moving on that? Because it's really, you know, become a very pressing issue for trans adults. Yes, that's right. So, um, as you say, I'm getting my feet under the desk. But before we, before we talk about, can I just just say how um, profoundly sorry I am to the community for what they've been put through under the Morrison government? Um, mm. It really was terrible, right from the plebiscite right through to the most vulnerable people in our society being used as political football, Sally. I think that's the only way to describe it, particularly um, the trans community. Um, Morrison, in my view, disgracefully just picked us, you know, some of the most vulnerable people that we know um, mm. just own personal gain to make it an election issue. And I, 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 I just like to start by saying that from my perspective, and I'm pretty sure from the new Prime Minister's perspective, we can guarantee that that would never happen again, from our side of politics as much as we can control it. Um, And uh, going straight to the the question that you asked me, I I do know that this is an important issue for many people. Um, There's no specific overarching MBS item, as you would know, that is specific. Um, And uh, the department, I do know the department is working quite hard on this at the moment. Um, I've just got my feet under the table and I'll be raising it with them to see where we're up to. Um, it is primarily an issue for the, um, you know, all the standards and the quality assurances and the access to services is a state issue. But as you raise, the MBS is a national issue. It's the federal government that has to decide this. So 
Um, we are working on this. It is something that we're looking at. Uh, in the meantime, we have to make sure that if people are accessing these services under the MBS, that they can get there via existing ones, you know, general MBS items, gynaecological ones, plastic and reconstructive services, et cetera, uh, are ways that we can use the MBS for the community. Um, <clears throat> so we are looking at it. I will be working with that. And, I, and no one is more important than um, the trans community and, and the, um, the queer community to be consulted and work with us and have a really loud voice in how we move forward with that. So can I give you that assurance from the beginning? Much appreciated because, look, one of the things that trans people have felt in particular and um, is that perhaps we haven't had access to the people in positions of influence um, for nine years and that we, we, you know, we haven't felt like perhaps a part of Australian democracy. And, of course, the thing is, you know, look um, about in terms of who speaks for whom, as they say, you know, mm. I'm an assigned male trans woman. I don't know what it's like to have an assigned female body and therefore having a range of trans people, you know, directly at the table being heard, being respected. I mean, I remember very quickly a story a trans man friend told me about a particular assigned female body part that I, even though I dropped biology at the end of year 10 in 1980, I'd never heard of it. And so oh. it's, that, <laughs> it's that sort of, um, you know, level of detail that we need to make sure we get that equitable health coverage, including Medicare. But I am genuinely pleased to hear that it's already being worked on by the department and they've, you know, sort of put, um, you know, moved into drive on it, so to speak. Another group that faces massive issues and that's still at the top of their wish list is people of intersex experience, variation of sex characteristics. And during the week, we had the great announcement from the ACT Territory Government of a piece of legislation, yeah. which was awesome. But if we could get that done nationally, it would save having to duplicate it to some extent eight times at every state or territory. And I know intersex people are very keen on that as part of a whole range of health issues. Um you know, what's the the situation there on a possibility of that and also an intersex consultative body as well? Sure. Well, where, I, where I'm up to at the moment with that is that um, I do know the Australian Human Rights Commission released a report recently. You're probably yep. well and truly aware of that. Um, and that the, the they made 12 recommendations and that they are being considered, like we've just come in now, so we'll have to take up that conversation with the Department and the Human Rights Commission. Excuse me, Sally, I'm going to, I've am going. i got a post-viral cough and now <coughs> you mentioned it to me before and then I, off I go and have a cough, so excuse me. Not at all. Um, and um, absolutely top of that list of recommendations is a, a really comprehensive multidisciplinary approach um, to, to this issue to make sure that you know, that mental health is just as important as physical health, that we have, um, you know, a really broad approach to how we deal with this. So, again, I think national guidelines are going to be necessary here. There's going to be specific funding um, issues. Um, and, again, we want to work very closely with the intersex community to make sure that we get that right. So stay tuned, I think. Um, I'll come back to you when I'm, I'm not quite, you know, when I've got my skates on, I'll be able to talk to you a bit more about well, that. Well, yes, um, you know, got, got that, <clears throat> that photocopier code and the door pass and everything else um, still settling in, which is fair enough, but it is. But there I'm, will be, you're right, there will need to be a national approach to, to this, and so that's something I'm very interested in driving, yeah. Yep. 
there's a couple of issues that affect a range of groups or a few. Well, I mean, there's lots, but I'm, and in the short time we have today, just a few. Australia seems to be falling behind on approaches to blood donation. Um, countries like Austria and Canada, um, so two letters yeah. difference on one, are now having a much more individual or merits-based assessment. And currently there's policies that for cisgender, gay and bisexual men, for trans women, for some non-binary people do feel somewhat not inclusive and are stopping lots of blood donation. Um, How quickly Mm -hmm. can perhaps we move on that one as well? Yeah, this has been raised with us by a number of bodies, um, uh, including LGBTIQ health uh, bodies, of course. And so uh, look, again, I'm, I'm going to feign the newbie here. I'm really not exactly sure where we're up to on that, but rest assured a lot of people are raising that issue with us and I don't see why we can't really start to um, see some changes there. I'll, I'll do my very best to get back to you on that, Sally. I'm sorry that I haven't really got a definitive answer for you, but rest assured that it has been raised with us on many occasions by many people in the community um, and it is something that we will, we will look at. Fair, I'll be fair. Two two, two business days, so um, that, that's okay. <laughs> but I'm just I'm I'm gonna I will come back to to that. No, it, um, no, it's good. It's good that you're flagging these issues because it really shows me the areas of focus. And um, you know, we I, I can in my role now, I can certainly um, move these things along. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, and look, the other one that affects most of um, well, it affects all of LGBTQA, and I am being precise in leaving out intersex is the issues of. Um, equality for students in, and, te- and teachers in religious schools. And that's one mm. where we need progress to change the, you know, exemptions in the Sex Discrimination Act. Um, what Are there early thoughts on that? Well, most definitely. As you know, this was part and parcel of that awful um, time uh, very recently before mm. the election. The government put up some legislation that... Uh, you know, in part had some good things, but it was wrapped around in it with some really awful, awful things that we couldn't, um, you know, we, there's no way known that we were prepared to pass laws, particularly with discrimination against trans kids in schools. And so our promise around destroying that legislation, which was a good thing, um, is that we would revisit this whole issue and work very closely again with the community, with the unions um, and, you know, with the faith groups to make sure that we get this right and that, you know, people should not be discriminated against um, for any reason, really. And I think it was, uh, was it Tanya Plibersek? I'm not sure who it was that once said, you know, just because you're gay doesn't mean you can't teach maths. Mm. So, um, uh, and it shouldn't be part and parcel of it. So it will, we have committed to work, reworking up legislation around this issue and, um this is this is an area that you will see development now with the Labor government. Oh, excellent to hear. Um, it would be remiss of me as a bi person, and whilst I'm not asexual or romantic, there are also two parts of our rainbow that get left behind again, um, you know, early days. But, you know, we'd like to get – I can't speak for ace, and I'm not sure there are – and I'm sure there are ace people out there who would perhaps like to be involved. But certainly from the bi community, I can – and we'd love to get some progress on bi-specific issues because we often face erasure. So, you know, and also just visibility campaigns, understanding the issues, which would be very preventative. Um, so, similar sure. again, consultative mechanism for such groups. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we will be sitting down and working out just how what that consultative mechanism is and how it will look. But there's there is absolutely no intent on our behalf to leave anybody out. I can I can assure you. Excellent, excellent, triple, quadruple, rainbow, excellent, in Pride Month. And um, 
<clears throat> had a couple of um, comments in from one of our <clears throat> recurring listeners, um, Hoffler, who's um, said with good humour that you, I played Billy Bragg for Albo. Well, played it for you as well. <laughs> um, but also um, he's he said, and I will quote this, I love her honesty and authenticity. And I, I appreciate that too, that you, know, you are sending uh, in, which is really cool and that we can get it cracking because I think people have needed this. You know, we, we're just, as you said, horrible few years. It would be remiss of me just to um, just, sorry, just to move away from LGBTIQA plus issues, um, given that in particular that 3CR's in Radiothon month, community media's had a, it's felt like a very short-term existence, and I'm thinking of community radio and also our cousins over on um, Channel 3144 who seem to be faced their existence being threatened every year. And, um, you know, if that, I know it's not quite your portfolio, but um, any thoughts on that as well so we can just get some stability and long-term planning for community media? And we're coming up to the Community Broadcasters Association conference as well. Yes. Look, this is something that's very dear to my heart because, you know, from the trade union movement, um, you know, we've had a long association with community radio and 3CR in particular. Stick Together program has been around a long time and my lovely partner was one of the first presenters on that, Lee there you go. Long I've learned something. <clears throat> yeah. um, so, no, we, we absolutely believe in the value that community radio brings and uh, we've, you'd be pleased to know that we did announce a big package of $29 million for, for regional, local and community media um, because it plays such a vital role. Absolutely. You know, young musicians get their start mm-hmm. there, um, uh natural disasters, knowing what's going on around in local specific mm-hmm. areas. I mean, they're so broad, the really, how the, the value, you know, I know in um, First Nations communities, the role of, yep. of radio is so important. Um, jobs, people getting their, you know, learning this, learning the, how, to, how it works, just watching you push all those buttons and everything, you know, <laughs> and know how it all works, et cetera. So there's going to be $12 million specifically for community radio, um, and that's really just to secure the base level of funding um, and that is kind of like, if you like, our commitment to community radio to say that we want to see it thrive and we want to see it build and we just love all the benefits that it brings. So you will see a commitment from us to community radio, definitely. Absolutely awesome. And, yes, as, in terms of pushing buttons, as one of my early mentors at another <laughs> community station said, um, he, call, he, called, he used to call it, he never did the panelling because he said it was like the deck of the Starship Enterprise um, was his, <laughs> his comparison. And you touched on the union movement, which, of course, definitely is a um, you know, part mm-hmm. of 3CR's um, reforms and, you know, sort of protecting, you know, the gig economy, casual work, but there's a gap in the Fair Work Act in that there's an inconsistency between that and the Sex Discrimination Act. Trans and intersex aren't in there and it would be really good to just make that consistent and fill that gap. Um, and so we're hoping we could get perhaps get that done as well if you can um, talk to people like Mark Dreyfus and others as Attorney General to um, move that one. I'll have to have a, a closer look at that, Sally, but... Um... Yeah, I'll certainly raise that with Mark Dreyfus. Absolutely. Mm. Cool. Well, the last thing I just want to say, because we've gone over our agreed five to seven minutes, but there's so much to That's... discuss, um, is that, you know, um, you know, we de- we want to stay in touch. And you just touched on the role of community radio. We've just touched a whole heap of LGBTIQA plus issues that barely got a mention in the last two months. And I'm yeah. sure there's lots of other community programs um, on 3CR who would love to have a chat with 
uh, Labor ministers and assistant ministers of all sorts. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I hope we can facilitate that as well and just keep yeah. um, keep the communication lines open. And I think that will be from the point of view of LGBTIQA+, plus, including trans and probably many others, very reassuring to know that we're genuinely feeling part of Australian democracy again. So yeah. if we can do well, that, that'd be great. I would be honoured to do that. And, um, you know, Programs like yours really do reach deep into the heart of very, uh, well, the smaller parts of, of society that I think, as you say, need a voice. And radio is a great way to do it. And I'm very, very happy to come back and have a chat to you, Sally, anytime. Cool. All right. Well, that is very, very awesome. And, oh, sorry, there was one other question I did want to mention, and that is that the the Greens independents have large numbers in both houses and they've got, I'm just going to be fair, they've got some pretty good policies on LGBTIQA yeah. plus between yeah. them. I just want to make sure that we can get closer to a cross-partisan approach rather than the wedge tactics of the last nine years and I'd love to see you know them involved so we can just get it done. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think you'll see a new era of politics with Anthony Albanese as the Prime Minister. I mean, uh, in one of the very first interviews he gave, he said that he wants to work um, in, a, in a consultative way uh, with the crossbench. It's a perfect chance for us to get some very progressive policies through. And uh, I think you'll, as I said, I think you'll see a new way of politics with Albo as the Prime Minister. Um, I'm really looking forward to, to that. All right. Well, look, I think that's a great note to finish on and you've got a packed, a packed schedule as well. So really appreciate your time, Jed. Thanks very much. And I'll catch you My later. My pleasure, Sally. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Jed Kearney, um, Assistant Minister for um, um, <clears throat> um, Health Care and Aged Care. And that's pretty promising in my book, already getting to work on it. Obviously, maybe the department wanted to work on it under the um, LNP, but probably couldn't. So that's incredibly welcome to um, get that rolling. And thanks to all the questions and comments that have come in, uh, or a couple of them that have come in, um, a packed program. Wow. Um, I'll take a breather. Um, and, well, um, it'd be good that we'll have trans people fronting up to the halls of power. A little tongue-in-cheek. Here's a Midnight Oil track from their live album from 1992, originally off place without a postcard. 3CR, 855 AM Melbourne, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. <laughs> Without a postcard Yeah. 
Trans Family is a not-for-profit organization providing a peer support group for loved ones including parents, siblings, extended family and friends of a trans and gender diverse person. Trans Family runs discussion groups in person and online. We offer a safe space to share your experiences, ask any questions regarding your situation and provide peer support. We are especially keen to hear from loved ones in regional and rural Victoria. Donations to Trans Family are tax deductible. For more information, visit transfamily.org.au or look for us on Facebook. Trans Family is a 3CR supporter. FreeCR's annual Radiothon fundraiser launches in June. We need your financial support to be independent, community-controlled and focus on people rather than profits. Your support during Radiothon keeps the station strong and enables us to give voice to hundreds of people and issues for another year. And remember, any amount you can afford makes a big difference and all donations over $2 are tax-deductible. 3CR Radiothon, show your support during June 2022. 3CR, keep communities strong. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three CR dot org dot AU, and three CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally, and your um, out of the pan is a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender um, or genre, um, from um, British punk leftiness to Australian rock leftiness with Midnight Oil, Brave Faces, originally recorded in. 1982 at the Capitol Theatre and ended up on their 1992 live album. I'm doing it subconsciously now, Richie Benno, 1992 album. Um, And, um, well, I'm still a bit excited after, um, you know, that um, interview because I think that, you know, whilst I'm, you know, a, a pan about town, so to speak, I'm still a trans person, I'm still a bi person, and, of course, we've all felt a bit... Um, well, a lot um, of negativity in the last nine years. And I really feel like the fact that um, the department's already working on trans healthcare issues, um, to quote Jed, that's really awesome. And thanks to Jed and also thanks to her team for advising. And I'm sorry, I went a bit over time and your assistant minister has a pat schedule. I'm really sorry, but there's just so much to ask about. But great that we can have um, ALP ministers on uh, 3CR because, of course, as you heard, it is Radiothon Month and um, lots of ways you can um, donate. Um, check out 3cr.org.au, hit the donate button, call um, the office on 94198377 during business hours, 9 till 5. I'm not sure if they'll be in on Monday week, being the birthday of the Queen's. Um, happy Jubilee to her money madge, as Bob Down once called her. Wow, all happening. I'm going to, I feel like I need another breather. Um, but well, I'll put my listening ears on rather than my talking uh, mouth, so to speak. Um, let's have the latest from the fabulous crew from Pacific X. And they're talking today about how people who are, um, played sport managed in COVID from a Pacific Islander point of view. Um, let's have a listen to episode eight. Talofalava, maalo elele, kiorana, fakalofalahiatu. Kia ora, Nisa Bolivinaka, Aloha, 
Womanjaka and hello. We are PX Fano, a Pacifica LGBTIQ plus podcast created during the COVID-19 pandemic as a voice for our community, informing and promoting good health and keeping our rainbow Fano safe from COVID. This is presented by the Pacific X Collective and produced on Wurundjeri land in the studios of 3CR in Nam, Melbourne. Welcome to PX Fano. Today I am very excited to welcome to our show a dear friend of mine and a positive motivator whom has played in the women's AFL and professional basketball in the US, Talofa, and it's great to have you on our show, Helen. Well, thank you for having me. My name's Helen Roden. I'm in my late 30s. I've been a professional athlete my whole life. Recently, I've just come out of it and worked a nine-to-five job <laughs> and just discovering myself. have done a lot of personal development, born in Fiji and half Tongan as well. So Pacific Islander represent here. <laughs> so what was your experience during the time of lockdown and did you experience any COVID symptoms? Yeah, crazy thing was during that time, I actually caught COVID just after the New Year's celebration. I had the body aches, so I never got the throat or the cough. I just had body aches. I was in bed all day. Physically, it hurt me in the way where I couldn't go out for walks. That's what kept me mentally stable during the COVID lockdowns, in Melbourne especially. As you know, Sarah, we had lockdowns for three plus months where we actually were only allowed two hours of exercise time. I actually made use of that, had my runs or walks during those times, but definitely when I did catch COVID, kind of towards the end of it, I had pretty bad body aches and weird enough, my taste buds have gone from it as well. They kind of come in and out. So what advice would you give to our listeners today? The advice that I would give, I think it's actually natural that we get from athletes is just keep your fluids up. I do drink a lot of water. I think that's just like a natural intake nowadays. I always try to get a liter a day, even if you're not getting any exercise in. I do recommend exercise as well because that helps with the mental aspects of things. Even just walking 30, 40 minutes every day doesn't have to be a fast pace, doesn't have to be a run, just a walk. You can stay active. If you have stairs in your house, just walk up and down those stairs. I think the water intake is massive just to stay hydrated. Thank you, Helen, for your time and your awesome tips for our listeners. I am your host, Sarah Illy from PX Fano. Tofa Soifua. You've been listening to PX Farno with the Pacific X Collective, speaking about keeping COVID safe and what that means to the Pacifica LGBTIQA plus community. For more of the latest information about COVID, go to www.health.gov.au. 
Listen and download our episodes from 3cr.org.au forward slash And to find out more about who we are, go to pacificx.com. PX Fano would like to thank the Victorian Government Multicultural Communications Outreach Program for their financial support and the Community Radio Network for getting the program out to you. Our theme music was produced and recorded by Vina. Catch us again next week on Out of the Pan on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am.
child, a friend and a parent, just to be, just the greatest grandmother. Yes, the greatest grandmother. The greatest grandmother. Yes, you're a legend. Three CR eight five five AM three CR digital three CR dot org dot AU three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally first broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon Australian Eastern Standard Time. You just heard from Sally Goldner and a track called Legend <clears throat> live at Sacred Edge um, on in Geelong two thousand and sixteen. I uh, will restore that um, video um, to uh, Vimeo as quickly as possible. Um, anyway. Um, I played that track, um, which was de- um, written about my late grandmother, um, because um, it just seemed appropriate after the um, wonderful service in honour of the life of Nanette Ray McGregor that was held yesterday. Nan, um, for those who don't know who I'm talking about, and you may not, Nan was um, someone whose gay son, Kieran, came out to her in 1992. And you've got to, I know it sounds maybe quaint, there wasn't a lot of allyship in the 90s for any of, um, we'll say LGBT as it would have been more back then. Um, intersex, different thing. It's a different story when parents may know of their child's intersex variation. Um, there wasn't talk of the Q and the A, which is why I'm cho- choosing to use LGBT. But Nan, of course, being the wonderful mother that she was to all of her children, was totally unconditionally loving of Kieran. Um, but she went more than that <clears throat> because um, she was someone who took no nonsense from nobody. There was talk yesterday at the wonderful memorial service down at the Pride Centre of how she stood up with the rainbow sash and, um, well, I think it's fair to say got in George Pell's face. That's always a pretty good thing to do. Um, <clears throat> and um, and just how bold she was and how much she got P flag and minus 18 going. And there were just so many stories that I know I'm going to sound a bit like, well, when I remember when I was young and I didn't have to croak the voice too much there, given the remnants of the flu bugs. But seriously, it was a bit wild and woolly back in the 90s and 2000s um, in terms of doing advocacy. It was tougher. We didn't have a pride centre. And a lot of people commented yesterday that people like Nan, in a way, you know, were part of the, you know, there's, you could say metaphorically that she's somewhere in the bricks and mortar of that. And it was just wonderful. Saw a lot of people I hadn't seen for a long time, but I also wanted to give my own special tribute to Nan because, um, I had, um, I was in, you know, she was very supportive of me personally. And I was in the early 2000s when I was a, a baby queer and a baby advocate, as they say, was really struggling. And being the, um, um, document everything account that I am, I do tend to keep things. And I still have, an email from Nan from t- October 2005. And I talked about, you know, do we need a separate group for loved ones of trans people? And she was quite supportive, gave lots of hints. And there was just one little thing that stuck with me. And she said, make sure you have plenty of boxes of tissues around. Well, I can assure you that when trans family started in 2014, I think I was the one insisting that we um, dip into the petty cash tin and um, buy, buy some tissues. Um, and it's just that attention to detail and compassion 
that was so that I think the biggest thing um, was about her. Um, um, but the other side, <clears throat> which to me is why, if you've got it, is there, if there's a Wikipedia entry for LGBTIQA plus ally, her picture should be there because she um, not only you know gave a metaphorical and literal hug to lots of people who were struggling. Um, you know, she, um, um, well, I've just been asked, are there any accountant puns on the show? Well, her sense of balance as a good ally, um, she had her debits and credits right, were um, that, um, you know, she would not take no nonsense from people in um, high up places where they misused their power, such as George Pell and there's, I wish I could find some more reference to this, she once put a certain 3AW morning talkback radio announcer in his place. And, gee, I wonder who that could be. Um, 3AW stalking Melbourne, as I like to say. Um, and that puts her in pretty good queer and allied company because Julie Peters has left Neil Mitchell flummoxed. Um, and um, she, um, Julie Peters, um, when running for the Democrats in the 90s, was interviewed by Neil and for some reason, Neil was, you know, off off balance. He didn't have his debits and credits right and said, so, Julie, your lighting experience was that in television or radio. You think about that for a second, listeners of all genders. Um, so anyone who's up there with Julie Peters um, and, um, you know, light nannies is just bloody awesome. She really was a legend. As everyone said, she was very short in stature, but she was tall in courage and heart. And um, she really um, just, you know, is just, you know, it's one of those pillars of the community and she's sorely missed in the last month. Huge condolences to Kieran, Tim, John and family, um, you know, for your loss more than anything. But um, we certainly, you know, it was just so amazing. There was just um, people from, you know, all of the community. We Let's just say we don't always agree on everything in rainbow communities, but there was 2,000 trillion percent agreement yesterday on how awesome Nan was and how many beautiful memories there were. So... Um, thank you, Nan McGregor, for everything you do. Um, travel lightly, as they say, um, but your spirit is floating, but the um, substance of your work is still here on earth. And the fact that there's a little bit of you in trans family, whose message we heard earlier, I think is a pretty awesome thing. Um, all right. Um, let's um, have a little breather and a couple of messages and then come back and wrap up the show um, as it's a busy month of June with Radiothon and Pride March month. Oh, you can have a munch. You could have a Christmas um, in July sort of dinner. God knows with Melbourne's weather at the moment, it would feel like it was a Northern Hemisphere winter. Anyway, um, let's have a breather, a couple of messages and come back and wrap up the show before we head into Freedom of Species. 3CR, 855 AM. 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand and 3CR Digital. Out of the pan with Sally. Shindig, every Sunday here at 3CR from 6 to 7pm. Join me, Holly, for your one hour of 1960s tracks and inspired sounds. Subscribe to 3CR. Where else can you hear radical news, analysis, music and opinions? Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 03-9419-8377. Thank you, 3CR. We love you. 
We love you, 3CR, and we love our listeners and supporters and subscribers. Yes, Radiothon uh, Month is um, underway. And yes, um, support out of the pan um, Radiothon show in two two weeks. There it is again from today. Um, so um, yeah, make sure you um, you know um, if you can find a coin that down the back of the couch that you can donate the equivalent of three crorgau forward slash donate as opposed to donut. Um, mm, they're nice too. Um, well, uh, once again, thanks to our guest Jed County for today. I'm, I'm just ecstatic about that. Now, I must have had too much coffee during the week because I have been a bit of a Sally on the go and I have I feel like one of these cool 56-year-old internet kids on the block because I did something. I organised my first ever electronic petition and I think if I didn't um, give it a mention, well, why the hell not? Someone has to. Who, who else is going to play my own music for that matter? Um, anyway... Um, uh, let's, um, let's dig it up. It's on change.org.au. I'll pop a link to it into the, the podcast. Um, along with this also, I should add, a the um, NANS memorial service was live streamed yesterday. Um, and um, so you can catch all of it there, which is really, 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 really awesome. And I'll pop a link to that into the Poodle cast as well. Um, and yes, I've popped together a change.org.au um, petition, Accelerate Australian Rainbow Reforms Right Away. And look, I, I don't know, I'm, I honestly admit, that, you know, all jokes aside, don't know a lot about this um, petition-y type of stuff, but um, I'm a bit wrapped. It's at the time of 12.52pm on um, Sunday the 5th of June. To 319 signatures, and I was thinking I'll get 100. So if you can sign it, um, look for it. Accelerate Australian rainbow reforms right away. It does seem like that. We certainly, I feel like we certainly uh, moved into drive um, today um, <laughs> um, on with uh, the interview with Jed, and I just showed that I'm not a cool kid. Um, apparently, the kids today say sick, um, not cool today. Um, yep. Uh, next I'll be saying um, whatevs, which is apparently to- so 2014 and so last decade. But seriously, um, if you can um, you know, sign that petition, that would be great because um, I just feel like if we keep some momentum building, we will get, um, we can create that. And yes, heaven knows we need it after the um, nonsense and schnonsense of the last um, few years. So it does, yeah, it does feel like there's a bit of hope back. Um, you know, talk of, um, you know, um, you know, Linda Burney, of course, um, appointed um, um, Aboriginal Minister for Aboriginal Affairs, a Aboriginal person. She's obviously going to be working on um, those issues very, very strongly, um, which is wonderful. Um, you know, and just the whole tone of politics. I do agree with Jed that, yeah, there does seem to be a shift. I think that was a great comment she made that we've just got to get away from the snarkiness of the last nine years and you know look I'm I'm not it might take a little bit of time there's been plenty to snark about but I'm willing to give it a shot is my approach um, on that front so let's move it forward and as and also in a spirit of cross-partisanship hopefully can get one of the teal independents on the show as well which would be really awesome Um, yeah lots of applause for Linda during the week um, so yeah, not to, you know, still always distance to travel, there's always um, room for improvement, but now it feels like it's, you know, within grasp rather than beyond grasp, which is just, as I say, after the last nine years, and as I say, I'm still a trans person, um, you know, all that sort of thing, um, you know, 
it's um, not been easy as a trans advocate. It's been felt incredibly frustrating, but now it's like um, we can get this moving. And of course, huge numbers of women in Labor's cabinet, um, pretty good um, records um, on women's issues. And you've got people like um, Zoe Daniel and many of the Teals wanting to push on that. Could it be that Australia can get back to being one of those revered um, so-called liberal democracies in the world? You know, let's aim high. We've had too much of the low stuff in the last few years. Um, let's get away from that. So um, keep trying to keep on top of those, um, the sort of, you know, sort of high, we'll say um, high up in inverted commas, political issues. Next week on the show, um, we'll be chatting about a swim night and as a, a silly swimmer who still goes swimming in winter, but yes, in heated pools, I'm not that silly. Um, we had chatting with someone from the city of Hume about their upcoming LGBTIQ pool night. Um, and I don't mean um, billiards or snooker, no, the other sort of pool. Um, and then two weeks away, Radiothon, um, and I'll have a, just the absolute perfect guest, I think, in, um, in terms of 3CR and keeping community strong. Uh, take it out today. Um, well, you could do a Christmas in July, and I thought, um, well... Um, if you really wanted to be diverse in the Southern Hemisphere, do a Christmas in July and show all sorts of diversity. I didn't play this one at the end of last year. I thought I will today. Stephen Gelman and Songs of Winter's Cheer, live from Hill Chapel. Um, here's his song called Jewish Christmas. Um, L'chaim, shalom. Um, thank you for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. It hardly ever snows here, it usually just rains. But shoppers keep on shopping, though they call each other names. I'm driving on the Beltway, I'm headed for the exit lane. But this holiday traffic jam is gonna drive me insane. It's on to the shopping mall I got my Christmas list A wallet full of credit cards Gonna rack up more debt First stop is the Starbucks There's that new drink to try Taste of peppermint and chocolate And only costs $6.95 $6.95 it's Christmas time in Maryland for this Montgomery County Jew. Celebrating Jewish Christmas with a movie and Chinese food. All the stores are crowded, holiday cheer is in the air. I wave hi to Santa. And spill my drink everywhere Now I'm wet and grumpy A child is screaming in my ear As the choir sings Grandma got run over by reindeer It's Christmas time in Maryland For this Montgomery County Jew Celebrating Jewish Christmas with the movie and Chinese food
a little hard to think The holidays are driving me to drink When I was a little boy for a Christmas tree I would push Cause no matter what they tell you There's no such thing as a Hanukkah bush And one more last thing Before this song is through Happy, happy holidays To all the Gentiles and the Jews It's Christmas time in Maryland For this Montgomery County Jew 